Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now the time is 6.35. There is a new piece of significant EU legislation coming down the tracks for companies. It's called the Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence Directive, the CSDDD. It's a new obligation on companies to audit the impact of everything that they do, not just on their immediate environment, but also on their supply chains. The idea is to spot abuse such as human trafficking anywhere up or down the supply chain. Barry Andrews, MEP, is the rapporteur or the lead MEP for one of the key committees of the European Parliament and he's proposed some changes which would increase the number of companies impacted by these new due due diligence rules. And Barry is on the line. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Joe. Can we start with reminding listeners what the CSDDD hopes to achieve? Well, I think the best way to illustrate this is to give an example. And um, a lot of people will be listening to this program on their smartphones and they will have lithium batteries that rely on cobalt And 70% of the world's cobalt comes from the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. And sadly, a lot of the cobalt is mined by children. And there are ongoing legal cases against Microsoft and Tesla and Google and Dell and and Apple um, taken on behalf of the survivors of mine collapses and human rights abuses. So what this legislation tries to do is to force companies to clean up their supply chain so these kind of human rights abuses can't happen and environmental damage can't happen in their supply chains. And it empowers consumers uh, to make informed choices about the uh, purchases that they make. So companies can't put up their hands and say, not me, Gov, and it's not my responsibility. Um, I'm just passing the product on. Yeah, and you know, a lot of companies do an awful lot to try to clean up their supply chain already, including the companies I've just mentioned but there's no enforcement um, and there's no, it's not mandatory. And all of the research shows that the voluntary code of practice around this isn't actually working and that we need much stronger sanctions. So, so what kind of sanctions could companies expect if this directive passes? Well, there are two types of sanctions. I mean, clearly, as you mentioned at the opening, there's still a quite a long way to go with this legislation. But there can be a sanction from a regulatory authority in a member state and there can be civil liability. In other words, a case can be taken against the company on behalf of those uh, who have suffered damage, either human rights abuse or the kind of environmental devastation that is sometimes caused, particularly in extractive industries. So they're, they're the ways in which companies will be held to account. But, but that's a last resort. I, certainly from my point of view, what we're trying to do here is prevention, and I think 80 or 90% of the work here will be around in trying to help companies uh, to navigate this and make sure that they're able to make informed decisions about now, their supply chain, the kind of purchases they make as well. And I, I mentioned in the outset that you um, made an amendment or you were kind of the rapporteur for your intact committee, which is looking at this. Um, what uh, I believe you widened the net in terms of the number of companies that could be impacted by this. That's right, Joe. Uh, the, the original commission proposal, um, I felt, was not very ambitious at all. Uh, 99% of EU companies would be excluded from the scope of the original commission proposal. So I proposed to extend uh, the scope so that um, all large companies, that is, with more than uh, 250 employees, will be within the scope, according to my proposal, and medium-sized enterprises in only in high-risk sectors, and a medium size means greater than 50 employees, 
would also be within scope. High-risk sectors include the kind of things we've been talking about, extractive industries, but also the textile industry. You know, people will remember, I think it was almost 10 years ago, that the Rana Plaza uh, textile in Sri Lanka factory in oh, Bangladesh. Uh, I, was, I think it was Bangladesh yeah. um, collapsed uh, with the death of over a 1,000 people. So these are the high-risk sectors where I propose to extend the scope uh, to medium-sized enterprises. Now, 15 employees. quite a few companies are nervous that they will be unnecessarily dragged into this. For example, if you own a chain of fashion retailers, I don't know, in rural Ireland, and you fall within the medium-sized enterprises remit, does that mean that you, you know, possibly based in Carlow or Donegal or Dublin, wherever it is, will be responsible for every garment that you put in your shop window? Well, it it will, actually. And I think it, this is not something the textile industry are actually opposed to. Most, uh, in fact, SMEs uh, have said that they want to see this brought in. They want a level playing field so that the ones that are actually taking care to make sure that what they sell on the high street is sustainable uh, are, are left at a disadvantage. So now the ones that are, you know, laggards, shall we say, will be brought along and it will ensure that there is is a level playing field. But yes, it will add uh, some cost to the uh, the cost base of a company. Uh, but research has shown that on average, this will be something in the region of 0.14% of annual revenue. So yes, there will be a cost, but it will be minimal. And we also have to remember that if you can show that you have the clean supply chains and you comply with this, it gives you a market competitive advantage over others. And very briefly, there's quite a few steps yet to be undertaken. Um, You're sorting things out on the Parliament side with other committees, but it still needs to be haggled with the Council, which is where the ministers get involved. There is a chance that this will be diluted uh, when the kind of ministers responsible get their hands on it. That's right. So there, there are some countries which are much more conservative. They want to see this a uh, uh, very reduced scope. They don't want to include financial services, for example. So uh, we, we haven't quite finished the, the work in the Parliament. We had a meeting yesterday uh, with the lead committee. Uh, I'd say by, by uh, May we'll have finished the work in the Parliament and then we can get into the negotiations with the Council. But that will be difficult. Um, honestly speaking, the ambitious scope that I've proposed may or may not survive that negotiation it might get process. Watered. It might get watered it down. It might get watered down, but nevertheless, we'll um, it's a really important piece of legislation. All right, Barry, thank you so much. That's Barry Andrews, MEP from the INTA and DEVI committees of the European Parliament. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.